This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitale. Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Nick Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Is Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's the Cigar Authority. Welcome, 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 everybody, to the Cigar Authority. A lovely Saturday afternoon here in New Hampshire. <laughs> As we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Dos Ombre Cigars, that's what the show's about this week. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority, a radio show about cigars and what guys talk about in cigar stores and things like that. We're at Two Guys Smoke Shop in New Hampshire. That's where we're doing the show. And if you want to stop by uh, any Two Guys Smoke Shops, they're all on Exit 1 on Route 93, Route 95, or Route 3. That's where you find Two Guys Smoke Shop. At exit one of every major highway leading out of Massachusetts into New Hampshire, in New Hampshire, where it's tax-free. And that's really what this Dos Ombre Cigar is all about. This is, Will you tell us what it's all about? Mr. Jonathan, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? And we have Chuck Boris in here. Chuck, you ready to smoke? Because we're going to smoke a lot of cigars today. We're going to go through the, the whole gamut <laughs> of Dos Ombre Cigars and tell you how it happened and everything. Because it was 20 years ago that we created a private label, Dos Ombre Cigar, a true boutique cigar. Well, isn't the definition of boutique that it is a store brand? That's right. That is what a boutique is. A lot of people think, think differently. Well, a uh, lot of people are being brainwashed by the companies who want them to believe that their cigars are boutique. Right. This is a true boutique, uh, 20 years, and in, uh, I'm, I'm sure Davidoff was a, was a boutique brand. That's where it started off. Ashton was a boutique brand. That's where it started off and became national brands. This is truly a 20-year boutique brand because there's not a lot of other stores that carry this brand. Are there any other stores? There's some stores. There's some smart stores that, that jump aboard this phenomenon, which is a phenomenon because I'll tell you, we are producing close to a million cigars a year now. That's a lot for a, a, just a little private private brand for inside your how, store. Like, how, how deep are we going in this thing? Are we going to talk about who makes them? We'll talk about everything because the whole show is, is on this particular cigar, and, and we'll go from beginning to end and tell you, and, and maybe there's other stores out there that are interested in doing a brand themselves, and we'll tell you how to do it. I've heard, and I can only call it rumors because I don't, I don't, I don't know that it, that I've ever talked to you about it. But I heard a rumor about Dos Ombre that one of them is made out of uh, the Davidoff factory, and it's tobacco that they purchased, and it would they purchased too much because they only plan on making so many cigars, and somehow magically you were able to buy up the rest of this Davidoff tobacco. And make your Don Sombre cigars. Is that? Uh, that is not true at all. So not true? No, not at all. That, that's the of, rumor. None of it is made. That is the rumor. There's, there's lots wow. of things that, that, there's negative things that are said about, about Don Sombre, and there's positive things that are said about Don Sombre. But I will tell you, it's a cigar in the $2 range. It was 20 years ago. It's the Chuck Norris of cigars, because it has, it's a boutique brand that has rumors that you're yes. buying <laughs> leftover Davidoff tobacco. Right. It has nothing to do with it. It's not a second in any way. It's a brand that is made for us. 20 years ago, we produced, uh, somebody came in the store and said, um, hey, Dos Ombre, 
and it was a Spanish girl. And uh, I said, what's that? And she that's you, Dos Hombre. And, and you I said, said, oh, I thought that uh, the, I always pronounced it. David. L- L2O Geizo. Yeah, right. No, I always <laughs> pronounced it David. And she says, no, no, Dos Hombre, two guys. And I said, that would make a nice brand. Mm-hmm. I produced a brand. And, Does uh, she get a cut of the royalties? She gets nothing. She came by, gave her a, a, a little tin of Dos Hombres last week when she came by to say hi. Oh, nice. And uh, happy anniversary. So, <laughs> uh, which is good. Hey, 20 years in, right? She got a t- little tin of cigars, which she isn't even going to smoke. She's going to save them. All right. Well, but, big mistake on a mild cigar, but right. whatever. So, uh, yeah, she, she said, you know, Dos Hombres is, is the name. So, why don't, I, why don't I produce a private label? So, um, this was uh, 1991. And uh, things were starting to change in the cigar world. You could start seeing growth. They say 92 is when the big thing, when the boom began. We saw it a little earlier. Um, We went from a traditional um, smoke shop that sold lots of different things to just cigars. And that's when we did it because um, we saw tremendous growth in the cigar end of it and said, okay, let's get out of everything else and just stick to what we love, which is uh, premium cigars. You also upgrade your clientele because when you're selling lottery and newspapers and all cigarettes and all that other nonsense. You're kind of getting the people that use those type of things. and Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, you spend more time with the customer and you, and you tell them about, uh, you know, you do what you do best, and, that, and that's where we uh, thought of doing it. This is the Dos Ombre Red Label. This is the Honduran. This is the first one to ever come out. Dos Ombre Honduran. And oh, we, apropos, we're going to smoke it first. We're going to smoke it first. So. And I'm going to use, Chuck, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but this is a... Limited edition 2011 Night to Remember Calibri Cutter. Oh, isn't that nice? Have you ever seen this? I, I have. Very good friend of mine gave this to me. You've got to be pretty special to, to attend one of those, A. And B, to receive one makes you even more of a celebrity, in my opinion. There we go. I actually think you have to be pretty special and gutsy to be able to go up and ask for a second one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I'm also choosing to light my cigar with a match today because I think we don't really use matches ever. Okay. And so I thought we're doing... All right, what I say about doing a match is you light it, even though it's a wooden match. You light it, you let it burn for a second, yep. and let sulfur burn off it, unless you have a sulfur-free match, which are very, very expensive. That's not what you're going to get free in the cigar store. I don't think anybody hands those out. I think they're about $3 a book of matches nowadays. Wow. So I'm going to use uh, my Two Guys Perfect Cut Lighter that uh, is only uh, has a blade on one side of it, and it's... Filled in on the other side so you can't cut too far because most people actually cut their cigar too far. All you got to do is cut a little bit off the end, and that's it. So uh, first, let's say hello to uh, the stations uh, that are listening to us. I forgot all about that. All right. Go ahead. We have uh, WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston. WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire. WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. How we got on a positive energy Because we're positive people. We're positive people. <laughs> you know it's a bunch of hippies listening to yeah. it, and they're ticked off that we're smoking cigars, but they actually carry our show every week no matter what, so thank they you very us. much. They, they don't preempt us when any, any uh, baseball or anything We like are that. the preemption, not them. Right. Preemption. Okay. Preemption. WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. And really, why just listen when you could watch our video streaming live on Ustream.tv. We podcast on podbean.com, and you can now find us on iTunes. 
search the Cigar Authority. I do it all the time, just so I can see us up there. That's right. But okay. on, on iTunes, it's just audio, right? Just no, audio. It is. Correct. It is but if you want to see the video, you can the video, date. There's the video archive uh, for all the ones that Chuck produced because he presses record, and then the ones that I produced, we don't have those ones. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> you can go to thecigarauthority.com. The Am I the only one nervous with Dwayne standing there staring at us? <laughs> Not at all. You are the only one. <laughs> you make me nervous, Dwayne. No, I'm kidding. It's good. You could still stand there. I'm just teasing you. He says it sounds spectacular anyway. So 1991, I contacted a company called Carib. Today, that company is known as Camacho, but this is before they were made known as Camacho. They, they bought a brand, Camacho, and they built a company up around the brand, Camacho, and later they changed the name to Camacho. But it was... Uh, is this Christian Aroa this at was, the time? No, this was Sal Fontana. This is Christian Aroa was probably uh, in grade school. Wow. And, um, you know, I said, I, I want to get a uh, private label made for us in Honduras. Uh, I want it in a bundle, and I want it as inexpensive as possible, yet I do not want to sacrifice anything in quality. So I want to save on everything I can. There will be no advertising for it. There will be no salesman on commission for it. There will be no box. At the beginning, there was no band. There was just a sticker on the outside of it. Um, no cost at all associated to it. It was all about the cigar and the cigar only. It had to be long filled out. Individually want... cellophane? Yes. So you had a, a sticker on the cellophane itself? No, no. Just on the bundle? Just on the bundle, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was a yellow sticker, I remember. Now it's a white sticker, but it was, it was a yellow sticker at the time uh, in black and white letters. So not even color added to it. Uh, just as, as, just saving as many pennies as I possibly can because I needed the cigar to retail in the $2 price range, 1991. So I needed to save as much money as possible, and I wanted the best cigar I could possibly get for that kind of money and be able to make some profit in between at the same time. The idea of the cigar was to actually create a business card of what we are all about. When you do make a business card and you're in business and you show somebody a business card, that should say something. That should say who you are. Handing somebody a business card, this is who I am. I hand people a pink pen. That's who I am. That's who you are, right. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. Yeah, there it is. Yes. There's your pink pen. <laughs> so that's kind of the idea of it. And I figured these people, instead of me buying business cards, these people would buy their, my business card off me. And I would make a profit from them taking the business card. But this would show them what is Two Guys, Dos Ombre, all about. Love and what, that. And what we are all about still to this day, is quality at, the, at an affordable price, yeah. the best price we can possibly be. And I'm trying to stay away from the, the word cheap. Because I noticed that. I'm trying very hard to do it because that was the idea of it. And, and when a manufacturer would say that, so you want cheap tobacco? No, I don't want cheap tobacco. I want premium the best I can. You know, let's figure a way. Maybe you could give me your can... rookie roller. Let him practice on well, and, and, But these aren't seconds. You know, you, you've never got a Dos Ombre that had a bad draw or no. anything like that. So if they would make me buy so many, I would buy a year's worth if I had to in one shot. When you guys are doing nothing and the, and the production is low on your regular stuff and you've got a chance to do something and nobody's doing anything, at that point you can do it. I'll wait. You know, whatever it would, would do to try to get this price down so that I could retail this cigar in the $2. They must have hated your phone call. <laughs> Every week. Well, you know, 
it was kind of good timing that I did it because the boom hadn't really started yet. They didn't know. We knew as a retailer that something was changing inside the store and people were coming in a lot heavier and faster than they were the, the previous year. But they didn't know for another year. So um, asking for this wasn't a bad thing. But let me tell you, a year later was, hey, we've got to talk about this thing. Well, give me twice as many then. All right. You know, and, and we got through it. We got through 92 to 97, which is the cigar boom, and we, and we maintained having Dos Ombre at the time, but I'll tell you, we were out of stock like everything else. We were out of stock more than we had it in stock. Yeah. Toasted cinnamon waffles with butter and log cabin maple syrup. Sounds delicious. Now, <laughs> is that what I'm smoking here? Because yes. that sounds delicious. The, the flavor, <laughs> the flavors that I'm getting on my tongue is the toasted cinnamon. But then, as you're as I'm pulling in the smoke, if you leave the cigar in your mouth, you can get a little waft of smoke off the end, and that waft is where I'm getting the log cabin syrup and the butter. So I'm like, I'm getting an, uh, a d- dual experience here: a flavor and a smell kind of combining. Yeah. I'm with you on the butter, man. That's the first word that comes to mind for me. This is butter. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. This is delicious. Well, it has a little little spice to it, I'll say. So there's the cinnamon part of it. Of it. Um, they did a good job anyway, right from the go. It hasn't changed much over the years. Uh, we did make a Maduro version of it uh, maybe 10 years or so ago. We waited a long time before we added on. But over the years, we're talking 20 years, we got a lot of different cigars here. So we'll get to them. Uh, but it'll give you an idea of anyway. So we talked about uh, the private label is a boutique cigar. That's what a boutique is all about. And later on, I want to get into a story um, of um, that Patrick from Stogie Guys wrote a story about uh, five ways to get me to take my cigar business elsewhere, which is pretty uh, pretty interesting. And uh, one of the reasons um, is um, stop BSing me uh, because. Um, Despite what you tell me, the house blend that you are hawking certainly doesn't taste like a Cuban Cohiba, or just because it's box-pressed in Maduro doesn't make it a dead ringer for a Padron Family Reserve 45. This is not what Dos Ombre is all about. We're not saying this is like anything. This is a brand itself. It's just a good this quality is a le- cigar at a cheap uh, this price. Is a, this is a legitimate brand, and this is a brand that it, almost a million cigars out of three stores. I mean, this is a serious, serious um, volume type of product here. It is the best value in the business, not it, in our business, in the business. You're talking long-filled. So those that don't understand what long-filled is, we're talking about cigars that has folded tobacco inside from end to end, not pieces of chop that's leftover tobacco that went in there. These are full long-leaf tobacco. You're going to have a hard time finding a cigar for $5.00. And under mm. that has long filled. It's a tough one. It's usually over $5, you'll get a long filled cigar. These are in the $2 range. They're long filled cigars. They're premium, they're not second at all. And uh, again, it, I treat it as a business card. We put our picture on it, it's our logo. And when we hand the cigar out, we feel confident that someone's going to feel good about two guys smoking. I don't think you have a bundle of these that's over $50. No. Which I, that has to be the reason why they sell so well. I know for myself that makes it two fifty when you buy about a whole bundle. But even by the single, there's nothing that hits three dollars. It's very very tough. Now remember, 
S-chip that happened a few years ago when Barack Obama took office. S-chip tax took effect. That added 51 cents on every single cigar. And it's still under $3. It's still under $3. You couldn't get Obama to sign off on Dos Ombre? Jeez. You know, (laughs) and it's been very, very tough. I mean, we're right there. Uh, It's the 20th anniversary. We made it 20 years without going over, over it. It, it can't last much longer. You know, any, any bit more, there's like nothing in it at this point left. But, again, it's a business card that I don't have to pay to have made. People buy them. And you know what, Dave? Knowing yep. you, you're not going to put your reputation, your name on something unless it's of the highest quality. No I mean, that's, way, just, right. that's you. I mean, you, you know, if you're going to do something, you're not going to half-ass it. You're going to put everything you've got into it. And, it. and that comes through in the cigar. And I love that analogy of a business card. I mean, this... This is, like you say, it's its own thing. This isn't comparable to anything I've had before. And, again, I'm a, right. I'm a novice. I'm limited. This is, this is a good stick. I mean, this could easily go for six, seven, eight bucks, easily. Right. And that goes across the board from it. So, anyway, that's the natural. Let's so, you know, we're going to have to get, really get into these things in order to try them all. Maduro changes dramatically. And it's not just the Maduro wrapper on it. The blend, blend is different also. So the cigar is different. And I'm going to get into right now... Um, do we have time here before we go to break? Yeah, we get some time. Um, the, the reasoning of, of the strength of a cigar and why we chose what we chose making the cigar. Now, 20 years ago, it's called a pyramid of strength. What did people smoke as, as far as cigars and strength in the United States? Uh, you know, in Europe, that's where um, Cuban cigars are available and stuff. And Cuban yeah. cigars tend to be much, much stronger than the American market selection of cigars. AMS, American market selection, in the 50s or so, um, that's what they called uh, light wrap cigars, like the green cigars and things like that. Yes. That's AMS, American market selection, Claro, and very, very mild stuff. That's how the taste buds were for, for Americans in the 50s, 40s, 50s early 60s, and then cigars start getting a little brown or a little more tan, a little uh, like uh, Connecticut Shade gets really popular. 20 years ago, 1991, the pyramid strength scale in the U.S. looked like this. 80% of the people bought mild cigars, 80%. Mm. 15% bought medium strength cigars, and about 5% bought stronger cigars. Keeping in mind, in, in those years, even Nicaraguan tobacco, Nicaragua there was an embargo in Nicaragua in those days. So you couldn't even get Nicaraguan tobacco. So, so the real strong stuff wasn't even available. And, you know, if, if, the handful of stronger type cigars in there were, were very small production, like Gloria Cubana, which was out at the time. Very, very small production. Uh, there was 10 rollers in Miami. That was a small, small thing. Didn't add up to anything. So um, all those the stronger cigars was, you know, maybe about 5% of the people bought strong cigars. So we're, we're trying to market this thing and say, what are we going to come up with? Well, we're going to go, obviously, into a mild cigar because we're going to hit the 80-20 here, man. We're going to get 80% of the people that are going to like sure. our cigar. So th- that's where we got to go. So the first cigar, which was a Honduran, although it was Honduras was a fuller-bodied nation that made tobacco, we went with uh, Shade Wrapper, grown in Honduras. That's a, a Honduran Puro, Honduran all the way through. Years later, as the pyramid changed, and it has, today we look at the pyramid as 50% mild, wow. 30% medium, and 20% full body. So many more people are drinking the Kool-Aid. Well, or our tastes are evolving, or whatever's happening, that those are... People are enjoying to say the, facts, the but sick feeling in your stomach. I mean, you can condition your body to just about anything. 
So let's condition it to enjoy things that make us throw up. And well, there's no way I can smoke the strong, stronger stuff because I struggle. You know, just in this two hours, we're going to smoke hopefully six, seven cigars. Hopefully. Dave, this is something you can measure as a retailer, correct? Like, you yes. can see this for yourself. You can do it as a person. You just count the cigars you have left over in your ashtray, and then <laughs> yeah. you know how many you smoked. Right. Well, but, you got a good pulse on this is what I'm saying. Well, we, we have been barcoding our stuff forever, you know, since the beginning, and, and really tracking what's going on. Because like any business, uh, it is a business, and like any business, information is your friend. I mean, uh, the, the more information you have, uh, you know, some some customers believe they smoke strong cigars, and they don't. Or some people think they smoke mild cigars, and they don't mm. because of the look of it or something like that. They don't even know, and they're holding the cigar and smoking it themselves. Um, we know because we track the customer. We see what it is so we can recommend and hopefully tell them, hey, I think you'd like this, or they grab a cigar that they think they'll like, and you go, I really don't think you'll like it. The guy's got four or five. Maybe you want to put three of them back. Yeah. Try a couple because I don't think you're going to really like it. Um, you know, you, you, it's a long-term game. You're not trying to uh, upsell the customer just to, to make a few extra dollars because this is a long-term game. 26 years I'm in the business. Yeah. Uh, I'm not looking to, to make a quick sale to anybody. I'm looking for the long-term thing here. Okay, I'm going to light up. Finally. That's important. I mean, that's relationship building. I mean, that's what, in my opinion. You know me, the Making Mountain Move guy, right? I mean, right. That's, that's success. That's building relationships. There you go. There's the bell. But that's, that's important, Dave. And I think, you know, that maybe not just speaks to you, but I think for any tobacconist. I mean, if you're in Iowa or Florida, you, I'm hoping that that's the relationship that a, a consumer would have with not only the owner but the sales staff to get to know them, their taste, and recommending. Like you guys always say, don't just smoke one stick. See what's out there, that's especially right. in today's market where there's just so much good value. Yeah, you, you were saying that to me this morning. You, you tried something you didn't care for this week you bought it last week and you, you you took back a bunch of cigars and you say you know i really didn't care for brand xyz right uh but you know what i'm gonna give it another try which is good give it another try you don't like a restaurant you know what maybe give it another try they had a bad night or something exactly. like that and you give it a second try it becomes your favorite restaurant after mm-hmm. uh you know as long as they keep this stuff right the cigar is um you know, it wasn't uh, vulgar to you in any way. I mean, it was just, eh. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. that's it, that's it. And like you said, I mean, that's the thing, especially now becoming a cigar smoker. You guys have me hooked. That's the thing. It's like, you know, these are handmade products. You have to right. You have to take that into consideration. Yeah, absolutely. So if, uh, if somebody wanted to do a private label themselves, like if I wanted the Mr. Jonathan cigar, what's the best way to go about that? Well, you go to the manufacturer is what I ended up doing. What most people have been doing, most stores have uh, – been doing is actually not going to the manufacturer, but going to a cigar company that has a cigar brand. And um, they'll go to that cigar brand and say, I want to make a private label made. Well, that person doesn't make cigars either. That person has cigars made at a cigar factory. So now you've created a middleman at that point. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's no middleman here. I'm charging $2 for a cigar. You're the middleman. <laughs> there is no middleman because it just could, there couldn't be another layer of person. So, I mean, we went direct right to the – again, the timing was perfect. It was before the boom ended up starting. To try to do that a year later would have been impossible. Uh, they wouldn't have uh, let that happen. They'll do business with people who do business with them. I was already in, and if somebody needed a private label, they could have went to me and said, hey, can you get a private label for me? I'll buy it from you. And then I could have went to the manufacturer I'm already in bed with here at this point and be able to get something made for them to go to them at that point would have said, we can't handle the customers we have now. 
So right now with your – you don't have all your cigars made at the same factory. No. So when you go to get a new cigar made, the other manufacturers know that you've done business with X manufacturer and this manufacturer, so they are more inclined to do business with you because they know you're a player. Also, that these are major cigar companies. They have major cigar brands out there that we carry ourselves. And we do a good job with them, with their own brands to begin with. And at that point, they'll say, you know, I'll go to them with the paperwork and, you know, this is what I'm looking for and this is how much I'm looking to pay, which is ridiculously low. And they'll look at it and say, man, there's nothing in it for us. And, you know, uh, let's look at the production numbers and how often are you going to get this? And, uh, you know, again, it'll be the same thing. You know, take care of your stuff. When you got a chance, squeeze my stuff in. I'm going to overorder. I'm not going to wait till the last minute when I need them to ask for them because I know it might take six months before I get my order in. But when you got time, here's what I want. That explains why never have you ever been out of Dos Ombre. <laughs> we, we run out of certain sizes and things like that, but not all Dos Ombre because it's all different manufacturers. Well, I, different I know any time I've ever wanted to come in and pick one up, if I'm going golfing or whatever, I need something mild and I want to spend 10 bucks and take care of the foursome for the whole 18 holes. I know I can come and get a Dos Ombre white label, and it, you may not have the shortest size that I'm looking for, yeah, but yeah. you have the medium or the long one, and I can always grab it. i got to tell you guys this. As you know, Dave, uh, recently, bachelor party, I bought – would I call that a box? Is that a, a box, a package? I'm not sure what you would it's call it. It's a bundle. A bundle. There you yeah. go. Thank you. I bought a, a bundle, bundle of cigars of for a bachelor party. Guys that necessarily aren't your traditional every day or every week or just regular cigar smokers, it was a home run. I mean, it was just a, a great cigar. Everybody had at least, you know – I had four, <laughs> right? yeah. uh, but they were having two or three. Like, Chuck, this is a great cigar. I mean, it gave them a chance to feel like a cigar smoker without ending up with that knot in the pit of their stomach. It's got Absolutely. some flavor to it, but not a whole lot of strength. And so someone who is into mild cigars or someone who is an occasional smoker like those guys. Yeah, it was great. I mean, you're not ruining the experience. You're not going to give them a, uh, something with a bat wing on it that's going to turn yeah. their stomach. Yeah, right. A Padron 64 or something, right? I know somebody that buys these. And they take the bands off them. And when they go into a high-end cigar, high-end restaurant in town, they'll hand the guy, nice. like cigars, nice. hey, I got the special cigar for you and stuff. And the guy goes crazy and says, oh, my God, where do you get those cigars? And you know, But the guy's a high-end type of guy. And, and I said, why do you take the bands off and stuff? Well, I don't, wanna, I don't want him looking it up and finding out that it's only a $2 cigar. Really, yeah. Because without the band on it, you'd have no idea. It's, it's, I love that point. You guys always say that. Like, yeah. the band has so much perception there. I mean, yeah. And I wonder if I blew it 20 years ago. Should I have come out with this cigar at seven, $7 20 <laughs> yeah. years ago? It would still be a $7 cigar, and I would be rich. You could sell it at that. I'll tell you that right now. You definitely could. A million a year. Keep in mind, if I made them $7 a piece, 20 years of game a- done, that would be it. You wouldn't retire, though. You'd still be working. No, You'd I still wouldn't. be here. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so this is, this is the Maduro. The blend has changed. Because it's not as simple as take this cigar and just change the wrapper on it. And, it, 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 you know, the um, combustion level on a Maduro wrapper is thicker. Therefore, it's hmm. going to burn slower. Therefore, you have to change the combustion of the I'm tobacco. I'm still inside. getting a, a solid cinnamon flavor. A little bit less butter. It's heavier. It is heavier. Now, this came years later. Yeah. When this we is more like a Belgian waffle made with, like, a buckwheat flour. I get some chocolate, actually. Getting oh. some chocolate. Hang on. <laughs> this is as the as um, the um, as the pyramid changed. So years went went on. We're still testing. We're still seeing what's going on in the industry. The the um, 
pyramid changes in strength as far as what people in the U.S. like for cigars. They, they, they're moving up in strength. We move up in strength. That lint chocolate you gave me yesterday with the, the um, chili powder. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with Chuck a little bit. You can, you, there's a chocolatiness in the back, the way, way back of my palate. Just a little, a very subtle, and there's a little bit of that spice, which I thought might have been cinnamon. But it, when you said chocolate, I thought about the chocolate that Dave gave me. Phenomenal. Is it lint? That was lint. Phenomenal. With, it's got uh, chili, chili powder in it. Yeah. Cool. And you, you miss the boat if you chew it. The first square I chewed and swallowed it, and I'm like, I taste nothing. And he's like, no, no, you've got to put it in your mouth and let it melt yeah. and move your tongue around. And, boy, what a different experience. Very similar. So where does this where does this rank on the pyramid, Dave? Is this considered a? Uh, I'd say medium, maybe a little more than medium plus. I would say lower end of medium, but yeah. Um, so you, the the mildest, the, the Honduran, the regular red is not the mild cigar. I mean, this is a step up from the Dominican as far as strength. So, you know, when we get to the to the mild one, you're going to taste mild. Uh, as far as Dos Ombre goes, I would say this is maybe almost the fullest body. The Nicaraguan, which is only available in natural, hmm. is a little more strength than this. But not, none of them reach full bodied. We have never come out with a full bodied yet. I'm wondering if it, I'm wondering what the breaking point is for you, where you were going to have to come out with something that's full bodied, just because you, you got everybody doing it. The thing is, remember. I have to go to a factory, and I have to give, in order for, for me to get prices that low, I have to give them big production numbers. And I don't think there's enough full-bodied smokers that are going to be able to, are going to buy it. I don't think yet, or I would have pulled the trigger on it already. Sure. Well, I also think that there's a little bit of uh, Davism going on here where everybody is on the bandwagon, therefore you are not on the bandwagon. Well. Anyway, uh, I got lots more to tell you about uh, of the DOS armies and all the different ones that are, that are out there. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll go into the uh, mild versus medium, medium versus full. We got box press, pencils, tins, and lots more. So, lots more DOS armory coming up. Stick around, everybody. We're going to come back, and uh, we're, we're celebrating 20 years of a brand, DOS armory, our own brand here at Two Guys Smoke Shop. We'll be right back. Stick around. Located exactly at the latitude and longitude of 22 degrees north by 83 degrees west, where you will find Hacienda El Corojo, a plantation that once grew the best tobacco in all of the world. Today, these fields are not producers of tobacco any longer, but the seeds from their prize-winning plants still exist today. 2283 is a cigar brand that uses authentic El Corojo seed in its entire five-country blend. Nicaraguan, Honduran, Dominican El Corojo filler, certified Costa Rican Corojo binder, and finished off with lush, oily Brazilian El Corojo seed wrapper, all from the seeds of the mother plants. 2283 come uncellophaned in wheels of 20, white tissue wrapped in bundles, and then safely placed in cedar cabinet boxes. Find out what's missing in today's cigars. It's El Corojo. 2283 has it certified. One taste, and you'll understand the old flavor you've been longing for. It's back, and it's 2283. 
Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammering sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammering sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and Sickle, Super Premium Vodka, Russian Reborn, 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Confucius, Chinese philosopher teachings have gone from the golden rules to fortune cookies. Confucius say, what you do not wish for yourself, you do not do to others. Confucius say, knowledge is recognizing what you know and what you don't. Profound? Maybe 200 years ago, but today, it's our pleasure to bring you Zing. Zing, spelled X-I-N-G, is a whole new smoking sensation. Zing Cigars not only shares medium-bodied, rich flavor from its deep, dark wrapper, but it's the deep, dark wisdom from the back of each of its cigar bands. Zing say, man who go to bed with itchy bum, wake up with a smelly finger. Way better than any Chinese fortune cookie and way better tasting. And just like Chinese food, shortly after you've had it, you'll love to have another. Zing. It's what some call the modern-day fortune cookie. A great cigar with a little something extra. A little fun and a whole lot of flavor. Zing. Have you been arguing with your wife about the smell of your cigar smoking? My name is John Sullivan. I can make all that go away with a revolutionary new product called the Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is Mr. Jonathan. I used to get crap from the wife all the time about the smell of my cigar smoking coming up from my studio. But that has all stopped since I got my Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. Not only does the Auric Air Purifier purifier totally eliminate the smell of your cigars but also dust and dander bacteria and mold including spores and pollen i'd like to invite you to come see it for yourself and let me personally show you how simple i can fix your problem the auric clean home center is located at 8 spitbrook road at the corner of the dw highway in nashua new hampshire right across the street from two guys smoke shop visit my friend john sullivan in nashua new hampshire or call us at 603-595-2122 that's 603-595-2122 auric simply amazing since 63 all that's good. You love when I sing, don't you? Well, we were just talking that's off the, the air. Supremes, that, uh, baby. That is, I yeah. don't think that is the Supremes. Oh, yes, that is. Oh, I don't believe that is. Oh, you'd be wrong right there, Hagen. Well, I'm looking at who it is. <laughs> who it is, is it? Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. The Supremes were Diana Ross. Really? Yes. I believe they all are the same that writer, was... Smokey Robinson, but... Different. Uh... Okay. Here's a Dos Ombre Dominican. This is the mildest of all. Notice how light and wrapper it is. Oh. Dominican um, Dominican filler and binder, but a Connecticut, true Connecticut wrapper. From Connecticut. From Connecticut, USA. So uh, this, this came. Uh... Smell that, Chuck? Yeah. That's the smell of Dave being wrong. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> with with a hint of tobacco. Really? <laughs> uh, so um, this one, we, we've changed companies over the years a few different times. When they say they can't do it anymore, they can't God. do it anymore, we move it on. Dominican Republic, their labor rates over there are, are more. Um, 
and it got really tough, and we switched production, and we uh, went into a Maduro version of this also, and we went into a box press and tins and pencils and everything in order to get production numbers up higher so we could actually maintain a price to keep a cigar under $3. All right. You do whatever you got to do. This actually answers some questions because there's there's some scuttlebutt going on sometimes with the guys that work at Two Guys Smoke Shop. Yeah. Some of them, actually, at one point or another, all of them think you're crazy. Yeah. And so I hear your side sometimes up in the office, and then I hear their side, and the two stories don't always jive. Okay. So really the reason you came out with the pencils wasn't that you needed pencils for cigars. The reason was you needed numbers. I need numbers, right. All right, so because some of your guys I don't think understand that, and they thought that you just had this crazy idea that you want to have well, basically a cigar made out of wrapper, and the real reason is you just need something else to improve your numbers so that you can keep the price of your... Yeah, but it all goes together. I mean, it I'm certainly not, does go I'm, together. I'm but not it, doing it for fun. If those that have never seen a pencil, you know what a pencil, the size of a pencil, this is exactly the size of a pencil. There's a pen next to it. I don't have a pencil next to me. <laughs> But um, th- that's how it was modeled. Here's a pencil. Did you? you know, eat- I brought it to a factory. Here's a pencil. Now let's make a cigar that looks like this. I don't need a clip on it, and I don't need any lead coming out of it, but I need it to be this size, the same exact size as a pencil. Uh, Did you know is- you, you can't get lead poisoning from a pencil? You can't get lead poisoning from a pencil. I disagree. From pencil lead. You why? Cannot. I'll tell you why. Because pencil lead is made out of graphite. Graphite does not poison you. Lead does. Everything poisons you. Do you know water poisons you? You drowned, right? <laughs> Everything can poison you. That's one of the arguments with um, secondhand smoke. Right. That uh, secondhand smoke is bad for you. Too much of anything is bad for you. That's it. And everything is poisonous, including water, everything. Chocolate. Uh, yeah, and... Um, there, there is um, certain numbers that are okay, and there has never been any proof that any amount of secondhand smoke added up to any high number that um, OSHA would ever detect as being bad. That's a fact. Interesting. That's a fact. So there's nothing wrong with secondhand smoke. You, you can't produce enough to make it bad for you. When you have 340 dudes smoking in the same still, room. Yeah, it's still not enough. You we can't can. actually see the other side of the room. <laughs> it's, then it's smoky. That, and that it's, can't be good. My eyes water. It's probably not good for my eyes, but I don't Every, think. Everything in your body, your head, your lungs, your eyes, your ears, your skin is telling you you need to leave that room. And why don't you? Because it's the most fun party you've ever been to. There we to. go. So uh, 1991, I'm going to tell you a few things that happened in 1991 so that you can wrap your head around when I said I'm going to make a private label brand because you guys are young guys. The song Shoop came out in 1991. Freshman in high school in 1991. Really? Yeah. Okay. I was in the cigar business. I was in the seventh grade in 1991. I was celebrating uh, my fifth year in the cigar business. Sixth year. In the cigar business. The Gulf War. Warm There It Is was written in 1991. It didn't actually hit the radio till 93, but Warm There It Is by Tag Team. Really? Okay. Desert Storm. Yep. That was in 1991. We were selling Desert Storm uh, baseball cards. My uncle, Bill, absolute complete lunatic, at the age of 50, went back into the military when the Gulf War started, went back in as a uh, master sergeant, and felt a, a, an 
a very commendable urge to serve his country even more than he already had two or three terms in Nam, and he was retired with his pension everything wow. and just came in. out of retirement and said they actually told him he was too old and he said i'm not too old i'm i'm going so you can either enlist me again or i'm just going to be there <laughs> so you can chase me across the field because i'm going in baby <laughs> he went in yeah he's crazy but a good guy good for good him guy. uh remember the rodney king beating in yeah. los angeles that happened in 1991 uh video that's when uh video was pretty rare that somebody walked around with a video camera but yeah. well, somebody because it was 87 pounds and right <laughs> your shoulders started to cramp right uh, so that happened in February of uh, 91. Uh, Exxon Valdez. Uh, the oil the spill? The oil spill. Yeah. That oh. happened then. Comedy Central gets launched. The Dow Jones hits 3,000. Really? Is that good? <laughs> it's, it's awful little. Is it? Because we're, we're talking 12,000 now. So uh, it has gone up dramatically. Mike Tyson is arrested for rape of the black Miss America contestant. Desiree Washington. Remember that? I do. Um, serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer is arrested. Oh, yeah. He's dead now. Um, Bill Clinton announces he will seek 1992 Democratic nomination for President of the United States. With Jeffrey Dahmer, like back then um, on TV, you would always see these commercials that would say, like, uh, public surface announcements, and they'd have stars. You know, there'd be a big star that went across the yeah, screen, yeah. and then the guy would come on and say, uh, say no to drugs, or friends don't let friends drive drunk. I think the problem with Jeffrey Dahmer is that he didn't know that friends should not be eating other friends. Other friends? So if, I think if there was a public service announcement back then that just said, listen, folks, he friends don't let friends eat friends, maybe his buddies would have stepped up and they would have just, you know, just let them know. Yeah, you know, you're not really not supposed you're to be not, doing this. You're not supposed to have someone over for dinner and eat them. Who okay. did Clinton run against, by the way, in 92? 91-92. He ran Bush. against Bush. Bush Sr. Yeah, Bush Sr. because he was only a one-termer. Okay. And, he, and he was very, very high um, ranking as far as uh, we got out of the Gulf War. Everybody said, well, he's the greatest. He got out of there in one year. He didn't finish his job, though. And uh, Bill Clinton walks in and takes it away because he's a smooth talker, baby. I, I remember him playing the saxophone. Smooth I think it was on Arsenio Hall. Yeah. And, yeah, man, he used uh, he used television to his advantage for yeah. sure. And you and you had uh, Obama using the internet for his uh, his thing. My favorite yep. line from Clinton was um, didn't inhale. No, <laughs> when he says, "I they said I, I, I never touched that girl." That depends <laughs> on what your definition of is is. is. Yeah. <laughs> Bad dude, man. Um, Perfect Storm, 1991. The big um, storm that happened, and they made a movie about it. Yep. Um, Los Angeles uh, Lakers point guard Magic Johnson announces he has HIV and ends his career. And he's alive and well. They let him play in the uh, the Olympics that right. year. Right. Big, yeah. big thing. They were wondering if all the other guys were going to have to wear rubber gloves or what if he started bleeding. It was a whole big, yeah. whole big on, to do. He went on to have a talk show, and now he's, uh, now he's on the broadcast crew for ESPN. Yep. And the uh, Soviet, uh, the Cold War ends, and the Soviet Union dissolves. And that's the end, and Hammer and Sickle Vodka comes out. Perfect. Years later. So that's what, what was happening in 91. Um, interest rates were 6%. The average house was 120000 uh, The average income was 29000 a year. 
Rent was $495 on average. A gallon of gas was a dollar twelve. Pound of bacon was a dollar ninety-five. A dozen eggs were eighty-five cents, wow. and a Dos Ombre was around two dollars a cigar. Wow! Fast forward to now, Dos Ombre is still around two dollars a cigar. It's amazing. And everything else that is really that's has gone up dramatically. It is amazing, and I'll tell you, it, it it's not like a pound of coffee used to be sixteen ounces. It was a pound of coffee. Now it's eleven point five ounces, yeah. and they call it a pound of coffee. It's the same thing. It's, we didn't make them smaller. We didn't make them thinner. We didn't make them less quality. We make it. This is what it is. It's very, very hard. I'm too, hey, it sounds like this whole show is a commercial about this thing, but I'm telling you, I'm amazed at it. It's 20 years later, and it cannot continue. It's impossible. Dave didn't actually want to do the show on Dos Ombre. We tried finding other boutique brands, but there isn't, this is, this there is, isn't this one. This is the story. This, this is the story right here. So, Dave, before the break, you were talking about your, your, your process here moving along and having yeah. to sh- uh, sh- uh, change manufacturers. Yes. So, so pick up from there. So on this one here, is this, has this had the same manufacturer from 91? No. We've gone through three different man- manufacturers from this, and the problem was labor costs in the Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic, which was a third-world country, and things were very cheap there, and people weren't making much money, and I could get a cigar that cheap. Things have improved, and we call that a second-world company type of, uh, right now, country uh, right now, that things are much, much better in the Dominican Republic. Um, it's very Americanized, and it's a nice place to visit. You know, I wouldn't uh, recommend you get your family and take a ride to Honduras. Right now, it's not the safest and, and best place to go. It is third world. But Dominican has really changed, and it's a... Great to see a, a vast improvement from me going down there for over 20 years mm. and going down now, and it's very, very nice. And it's good for them. It's not so good for the, 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 value, the price of products that I have to take in. So the manufacturers we were using at that time, uh, you know, they, they'd come in over $3 for a cigar. My cost. Well, I can't sell it for two. Right. But I'm paying three. Right. So uh, there's been times we had no Dos Ombre Dominican. When that happened, then it was searching out to try to try to find the next one. And the next guy hangs on for maybe a year, year and a half, and then he realizes, I can't do it. And then we thought, because we keep the prices the same on every single one. So if a Robusto was $2.39, I think that's what a Robusto costs. No matter if it's Dominican, Nicaraguan, Honduran, box press, it doesn't matter. It's $2.39. Just trying to keep it level and sure. everything even and make it easier for us and easier for the customer. Cool. So but then you don't have someone shopping just for price. Now they, they can actually shop for the flavor profile right. they're looking for. Well, speaking of flavor, what happens to flavor? I mean, it's got to be probably in your, in your best interest to keep consistency with the flavor, right? I mean, is that? We, you try. You certainly save bundles of the cigars, and you bring it to the manufacturer, and you say, okay, this is what I was getting from the other manufacturer. It's not a, you know, I have to go to them and say, uh, this is the production numbers already. So day one, you take over. If we're, if we're making 200,000 of these things, mm-hmm. it's 200,000. That's what I'm going to order. I, mean, I need 200,000 of these in a, in a year. I want them every 60 days, this many. And this is how you should send them. And, uh, you know, starting off, I didn't know if we were going to sell any. So I'd say, okay, here's my order for it. I don't know the next time I'm going to order, but here, here it is. And crossing my fingers, hoping the thing wow. takes off. Wow! Once you got a brand established, it's established, and that's it. And the customer isn't going to know the brand change. It's not like um, mm. w- w- when the blend does change, you don't put a big starburst on here saying, 
guess what? It's it's a, it's a new. You know, you could say new, improved blend or something like that, or whatever you're going to do. And to, then you get the naysayers coming in just trying to tear it apart. They buy a cigar so they can talk trash about it. We, so what we try to do is actually create the same thing. Right so I know the uh, ingredients of the product. Mm-hmm. You know, I sat there with them and okayed the blend. It's this, 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 this. So this is what the blend is. Over, Listen, it has to be tweaked year after year anyway because the crops are different. You've got a milder crop, a fuller body crop. Maybe you've got to put two of this and one of that or two and a half of this and a half of that in order to keep what it was last year, try oh. to make it the same. So here's what it is. Let's try it. Let's have your version of it. Eh, it's not quite there. It's there. Again, my, my pitch is on it. The name of the store is on it. It's going to be right or I'm not doing it. What, uh, what month did we have Jesus Fuego on last would that be May? I think so. April okay. or May. So we had him on, and after the show, I got a chance to hang around and, and see what was going on. And you had handed him a cigar, two of them. And I was like, that's an odd thing to do, I thought, handing someone two cigars. But you knew what you were doing. He takes the first cigar, cuts it, draws on it, lights it, does his whole and ritual. And it's a ombre. It's a dos ombre. Yeah. So the second cigar, Chuck, he pulls out a, like a switchblade thing and cuts the cigar. Takes it apart. This is the odd part. Immediately grabs a piece of the center of the cigar, puts it in his mouth, starts chewing on it. And he's smoking the cigar and he's thinking. And then he takes the the wrapper and he touches the wrapper to the edge of his cigar that's burning. And he kind of lights it a little bit and wafts it under his nose and smells it. Then he puts the cigar right up to the wrapper and burns a hole in it and smokes it. To see what it tastes like. You were, huh. you were paying attention. And he's, so, well, when he was done, I went over and I was uh, sitting with Edgar. You and, uh, you and Jesus went off to talk business, whatever you were doing. And so Edgar looks at me looking at the ashtray and he goes, you, you want to try it, don't you? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm dying to try it. So he walks me through. He's like, here, eat this. I reach in the ashtray. I pick out a piece. I eat it. And I'm burning it. And Edgar's talking me through the process of what Jesus Fuego is thinking and what he's doing and why he's doing it. And um, all I really got out of it was that it's dangerous, and I set the ashtray on fire and had to waste a coffee putting it out. But he, that guy knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. What's the rationale behind that? Like, is it- Why he was doing it? Yeah. He, he was doing it because he wants to make the Nicaraguan. Okay. Okay, so the Nicaraguan's out there. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with it. The Nicaraguan only has a natural, doesn't have a Maduro okay. version of it. Okay. Why doesn't have a Maduro version? Because the Maduro wrapper added to that is going to bring the cost up too much. We're doing what we can do. If, if we could do more, we don't have a Maduro version on it because they can't do a Maduro version at the price I need it to be done. Could we make the cigar worse in quality and put a Maduro? Yes, we could. I'm not willing to Why do it. Why would you? Why right. would you? Yeah. So, uh, geez, why don't you have the Nicaraguan, blah, 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 tell them a story what, what it is. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd love a shot at it. I said, okay. Hmm. So here's the cigar. Here's the thing. Here's the money amount. Here's yep, the blend. Here's the here. thing. And he's going to play around. And, hey, you know, maybe a year, a year and a half from now, you're going to see a Maduro version of it. If he pulls it off, he may not pull it off. He can't do it. He can't do it. But this, it's a long process, yeah. and I'm not going anywhere. So there's lots of long process to go on. This uh, box pressed that we'll smoke in a little while, years, years and years and years. It was probably five years it took before it was, wow. okay, this is it. Wow. You know, the, the Garofalo cigar I made under my own personal name, many, many, ten years. Wow. 
until it's okay. All right, I'm going to do it. So it really is an art and a science. I could probably get a cigar made in about three months. But it wouldn't be. It wouldn't. Right. It's not going to be something I'm going to certainly put our name behind. It may be something not, I wouldn't even put carry in our store. It's not good enough quality for the pressure. Now, keep in mind, at Two Guys, we sell domestic cigars. We sell Garcia Vega, for instance. We sell at least 1,000 boxes of every Garcia Vega that's made. We sell tons and tons of it. I don't have to smoke them. We don't, we don't carry the grape ones. We don't carry the flavored ones. But real Garcia Vega cigars for Garcia Vega cigar smokers, uh, old guys that come in and that's what they smoke, and they buy lots of them. We sell them by the full box, 50 cigars at a time. They might buy 200 at a time when they come in, and we sell thousands and thousands and thousands of boxes. I would say more than any other retail store that's out there, we sell the most. At the same time, we are probably the largest seller of Davidoff and Padron also, which is the most high-end, very expensive cigars that we sell thousands and thousands of. Here's another rumor that I heard, that you sell more Davidoff cigars out of the Salem store than Davidoff Manhattan sells. Wow. I would say that's probably accurate. Ding, 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 ding. That is probably accurate. I'm not sure. I don't know the numbers, but we sell an awful lot of them. Somebody said to me when I started in business... Not this business, but in business. You can't be everything to everybody. Right. Well, I think you can. I disagree with it. If you stay focused on, we, as a cigar store, we sell cigars. Mm. So we can be everything to everybody in a, that's a real cigar smoker. As a smoke shop and say we can have the best selection of pipes and the best chewing tobacco and the best cigarette selection, no, you can't. You can't do it. But if we're going to narrow it down to cigars, mm. We can be the best, or we can, we can be everything to everybody. If there's a guy that, that comes in and that's what he's smoking, he's smoking Phillies, he's smoking Garcia Vega, he's smoking Parodies. We got them. We sell a ton of them. We keep him happy. Uh, we keep our prices um, as best we can and uh, as close as we can as being the best. Uh, and at the same time, be top-notch on premium cigars. And along with that... All the small brands, the, the uh, limited releases, all that stuff. We just do the best we can with what we can. Uh, this is the one, as a $2 cigar, we're most proud of. It's Dos Ombre. Uh, it's our name, and we put everything we can into it, um, and obviously not profit. It's not what it's about. I actually have always shied away from smoking the Dos Ombre until you came out with the bundle press. I'd come in and pick them up, and I'd smoke them on the golf course with the guys and stuff, so I was smoking the same thing they were smoking. But honestly, the thing that turned me off was how low the price was. Right. Do I want to get caught smoking a $2 cigar? Yeah. Not really. Don't, don't be scared. And do I, as the owner of re- three retail stores, want to sell you a $2 cigar? It's, hmm. It sounds like bad business, doesn't it? Yeah. You come in, you want to spend $10 on a cigar, I'm going to sell you a $10 cigar. I'm going to mention to you... Geez, I, it wouldn't be a bad idea to pick one of these up because you're going to be blown away, and you will. And I was. <laughs> Never mind. Get past the price. I'm telling you, we wouldn't put our name on it if it wasn't the best thing that's, that, that we feel that's out there in the market. So we come back. We'll, we'll get into the pencils, the tins, the box press. Uh, we'll tell you about past things we had. We had limited releases. We came out with a, a Millennium Cigar. Dos Ombre Millennium that came out once. We came out with Perfectos, little guy, big guy. We tried different things. And uh, you kind of blew the hint of what's coming out in 2012. But we're working on something in 2012. And, uh, and uh, 
We'll tell you the rest of the story of the Dawson Armory Cigars. Also, um, when we come back, uh, Mr. Jonathan had a fight with his wife. Oh, we're going to go there? Really? We're going to go there. So you're going to tell this us This is going to be a segment. Okay. I, could, <laughs> I swear I could fill an entire show with wife fights. But well, you always say what happens in a cigar store, that's what we try to bring to the table. And uh, this, this is discussion you have, right? Sitting around right, having a this, stogie? He came in this morning and started talking about it, so it's important to him. So I think it's important to you, the listener. I think it's important, so we're going to give that a try. And uh, we'll tell you uh, lots more. Lots of things coming up in the cigar business and lots more cigars. So stick around, folks. We're going to be back in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Be right back. The back of the box is where all the bull goes. But in this case, there's no box. It's a bundle, a bundle of Desperado cigars. As a matter of fact, there's no band, no fancy ads, no promotions, or any bull at all. Because that costs money. And Desperado cigars are about saving you money. These are not first quality cigars. Not seamless, not perfect, or spectacular in any way. They are not made with tobaccos aged for 12 years, nor have they some secret fermentation process. This is second quality tobacco made in the Dominican Republic that was formed into a cigar for you to cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. We think they taste pretty good for the money. They'll smoke pretty well, and they are so affordable, it wouldn't kill you to hand one to a friend or two to enjoy with you. Desperado Cigars. They'll keep the bugs away and provide you with a nice, inexpensive smoke to experience for about a buck a cigar. Desperado. Attention all business owners and entrepreneurs. Looking to grow your business or increase sales? Well, here's your chance to get in on the ground floor of our exclusive radio show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority is broadcast across four powerful radio stations throughout New England and across the globe via podcast and live video stream. Team up with the Cigar Authority Radio Network and start connecting with our vast and dynamic audience of educated consumers with disposable income. For advertising and business opportunities designed to take your business to the next level, call me, Chuck Morrison, today at 603-630-8041. That's 603-630-8041. Or send us an email at ads at thecigarauthority.com. Look, if there's one thing that's true about the Cigar Authority listeners, it's that they all enjoy the finer things in life. And that most certainly includes your product or service. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. True or false? You don't have to spend a lot for a great cigar. True! Well, it's not true anymore, thanks to Dos Ombre Cigars. For over 20 years now, Dos Ombre has been the best bang for your buck brand, period. And with Dos Ombre, there's something for everyone. Try the mild white banded Dos Ombre Dominican, or the fuller body green banded Dos Ombre Nicaraguan, or how about the red banded Dos Ombre Honduran? 
available in natural or deep dock Maduro. Now with sizes for everyone, there's something for everyone. Handmade, long-filled, premium cigars in cost-saving bundles because you can't smoke the box. Dos Hombre, the best bang-for-your-buck premium cigar, period. Now available in flavors. Try Dos Ombre flavors for something sweet. This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitale. Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Nick Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Here's Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's the Cigar Authority. And we're back, live at Two Guys Smoke Shop. This is the Cigar Authority, a weekly show about premium cigars, what guys talk about in the cigar stores. We just relax. We talk about the new cigars, old cigars. Just relax, have a good time. And um, this week we're talking about Dos Ombre Cigars. We are celebrating the 20th anniversary of Dos Ombre, a private label boutique cigar made for a cigar store for Two Guys Smoke Shop 20 years ago. And we've evolved over the years into different countries, um, some things that don't even exist anymore. We once had a Mexican Dos Ombre uh, made by the people that make Tiamo. When we were in uh, the Boston area, we had three stores in Boston at one time before the uh, People's Republic of Massachusetts basically threw me out by uh, adding yeah, a tax. They, they threw you out because you said... If you put the tax, I'm leaving. And they were like, oh, here's our opportunity. Right. So yeah, this big mouth. So they, they opened the door and we left. You actually may have made it easier for them to make the choice. Well, whatever. I'm glad I did it. And it was uh, probably the single best move I ever did. It was scary as can be. But anyway, we did that probably in 1995. We left Massachusetts. It's three stores in New Hampshire right now. Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and Nashua, New Hampshire. All off exit one. Off the three major highways, 93, 95, and Route 3. Exit 1. By mistake? Oh, no. no. Someone could <laughs> offer you commercial property for free, and if it's not Exit 1, you're not interested. <laughs> so what we tried to do is take our existing customers that we had. When we left, we said, we are leaving Massachusetts because of this ridiculous tax you're adding. And there was a floor tax, a tax on the stuff we had bought over years. So we're 10 years in the business and created uh, no mass wealth of money. I'm still a poor guy. I don't have anything. I have lots of cigars. I created wealth of masses of cigars. Inventory. So all of a sudden they say, yeah, 15% floor tax on everything you've created in 10 years. I said, there's no way I can pay it. It took me 10 years to buy it in the first place. How could I pay you 15% of it? It's impossible. I can't do it. Well, you have to. Or shut down. No. Or I could leave. I could leave and go exit one right over the border, wave to you from the other side, mm-hmm. and tell my customers to come up with me. And that's what I'm going to do. And thank God my customers followed. Thank God. So we've been advertising ever since into Boston and tell you, come on up. We're still up here. We, we moved, but we're up here. And we've been up here for 
16 years. You like it? Loving it. And for a while here, I traveled. I commuted back and forth. And then I said, as I keep looking at my paycheck each week, Massachusetts is still getting money from me. Oh, as a, as a resident. Yes. So I said, I've got to change that. So seven, eight years ago, I said, okay, that's it. They're not getting any uh, state income tax either. I'm moving over the border. Wow. So they get nothing. <laughs> they get nothing. And they like it. And they like it. They're happy I'm gone. So, and I'm happy I'm gone, too. So the, the old, the old, go back to 1991 when we uh, came up with this brand. The theme of Massachusetts was make it in Massachusetts. I Im- that. Impossible. That is mission impossible right there. Make it in Massachusetts. It's impossible and ridiculous. Okay, so, so far we, uh, we fired up the Honduran, which uh, you said was a toasty, spicy, buttery cigar. We went into the Maduro, a little heavier. Got some chocolate. Yep. Then we went into the Dominican. That was a, uh, a little bit more grassy, but something that you expect from a milder cigar, or I expect uh, you get that, the mild cigar flavor. Which, I don't want to put it down, guys. I mean, look at the sash. I put it on the camera during the commercial yeah, yeah. break, and uh, it's great stick. And now this is the green band. We color-coded them like the Granimals, too, so we could actually know which one. So the red ones are the Honduran. The white ones are the Dominican. The green ones are the Nicaraguan. Cool. So we're smoking the Nicaraguan right now, which was supposed to be the fullest-bodied one of all, but never getting to full-bodied because we wanted the masses, so we went to the medium-bodied I think my grandfather would actually really enjoy this one. Yeah. It's the right size. Should we give a shout-out to our stations? Yes. Yes. Well, why don't I get on that? Well, we got WWZM. It's WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution, Boston. WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua. WARL, help you out, Jonathan, 1320. Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. And you can't forget WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio, just up the road in Manchester, New Hampshire. Plus, we're also streaming across the globe on Ustream.tv, and we're podcasted for your downloading convenience, which I enjoy listening to us, mostly because I like to hear myself talk, yeah. which <laughs> you keep turning Dave's mic up against my wishes. I have to listen to him, too. But I have it, I have it set. It downloads to my iPod automatically. Every time I plug it into the laptop, bam, the show's on there, and uh, I listen to it while I'm driving. Nice. And, and I hear from some of the cigar reps out there that I that they listen and stuff. Well, they're on the road. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Uh, it's great copy. So a shout out to uh, the reps out there that uh, we couldn't do it without you. We're actually doing Dos Ombre without you because there's no <laughs> rep for it. But um, no, certainly uh, we're all in this game together, and uh, uh, they've certainly helped us out over the years dramatically, and uh, we try to do the same for them. Uh, so this comes in only natural. Many, many sizes. Each one has a Robusto, a Toro, a Churchill, a Giganti, which is a, which, a thick cigar, um, a Presidente, an 8.5 by 52. Still under $3. Long fill, 8.5 by 52. Going to take you two hours to smoke the thing. Um, the Connecticut now has a 6 by 60 because that's all the rage in Natural and Maduro. And um, we'll get to the box press and the pencils and all the, the new stuff uh, as we... Uh, get into this a little bit and uh, try to come up with some taste characteristics of this. And then I want from you guys, which is your favorite Dos Ombre? All right. Now, I know which sells the best. I know which one's my favorite already. But Okay. Um, 
All right. Um, I was saying uh, before we uh, went on break, we made limited releases of this because limited release things had come out over the years. And in uh, 99, they started coming out with uh, Millennium things. Uh, I remember Padron Millennium came out, Davidoff Millennium, all these company Millenniums came out. So we thought as a goof, because we have our little $2 cigar, we would come out with a Dos Ombre 2000. And uh, we did, and had a secondary band on it. 2000 was a box press cigar, and we only made one run of it, a big run, but one run. Did you keep any of them? I have uh, a couple of singles left. Uh, Smoked one not too long ago, just to see see how it was. Again, it was in the $2 range. It's not like we said, okay, here's the special Millennium blend. It's $10 or something. It was still there in the $2 range. And uh, it, was, it was a fun little project, and um, a, a big manufacturer did it for us. And in saying that, a lot of times the manufacturers that make these cigars would, would rather be nameless. They do not want the praise for it. They do not want it to say buy so-and-so. Um, they would rather name nameless because what will get created at that point is other people going to them trying to make something of this caliber for this low of a price. Or and they worse— you, you, let's say the, the story about the Davidoff thing was true and yeah. you were buying secondary tobacco from Davidoff, a Davidoff smoker may come over and try it and go, this is awesome. Right, right. And now they've just been brand switched from a $12 cigar down to a $2 cigar. Right. The Davidoff makes a lot of money for them to something that they wouldn't make anything on. But again, Davidoff does not make any Dos Ombres for us. Now, we have a lot of private labels. We have a lot of different brands out there, and Davidoff makes things for us. They make, you know, we have 20 different brands. This is our baby. This is what we put, put our, attached our name to. So I want to tell you, it's really special to us. It is the lowest price cigar we have. It is the highest volume cigar we have, and it's the thing we had the longest. It was the first one. So we keep it going. Uh, we keep it at the price we possibly can do it. And I'm, I'm just I'm saying it in warning. There's no way. It, one more price increase, and the thing's got to go up. There's, there's no way. There's, there's really nothing left at this point, but we're hanging on. We're loving uh, the attention we get on it. Um, I, I was once with a cigar manufacturer in Florida, and we were walking around uh, St. Armand Circle in Sarasota, Florida, and we were smoking a cigar, and we were walking around talking and visiting, uh, you know, basically window shopping and stuff, but having a cigar after dinner. And we're walking around and talking, and we passed this big, giant, square ashtray that was on the street as people walked around. And I walked past it, and then I stopped, and he went forward, and I said, hold on a second. And I had to go back and look. I thought I saw something that I did. I am in Florida at St. Armand Circle. I walked backwards, and in the ashtray was the butt end left of a Dos Ombre cigar. Really? I saw that picture on Facebook. You put that on there, didn't you? That was the coolest thing I ever saw. That's pretty yeah. cool, man. I mean, I was 1,500 miles away, and there it was. So somebody that was there wow. in, in the past 10 minutes or something was smoking that cigar. If I ever saw him put him down, I'd say, come here for a second. Do you know what you're smoking there? <laughs> look, look at the picture on there. That's me. Yeah. It, it was the weirdest thing. That's pretty cool. It, it was awesome. And, and, you know, I know big manufacturers see it all the time wherever they go, somebody smoking a cigar or something, but it's little me. And there it was. Three stores in New Hampshire. That's it. And, and there was, we're in Sarasota, Florida, walking around. There's one in the ashtray, freshly put out. So that guy was right there somewhere. So one of my favorite smells when I make a fire at home 
I love using cardboard because uh, the way the cardboard smells, it has that sweet kind of smoke to it. So th- this is the, the weirdest flavor combination. I'm pulling uh, a hint of bubble gum from the wrapper. Like if you were to smell the wrapper, what that smells like, mm-hmm. I'm getting that taste and a little bit of the smell of burning cardboard, a kind of a sweet smoke coming off the uh, cigar. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how I do it either. Because it, it, it almost is true. <laughs> That's the freakiest <laughs> thing. It's not, folks. It's not true at all. But it's almost true. <laughs> you can taste both things, can't you? You know, it, it, what, you know what I got out of it? And you're saying bubble gum, but it's almost cotton candy. It's like a burnt sugar. It's a very, yeah, very similar, a very similar yeah. smell. Yeah. Cotton candy, um, bubble gum flavor cotton candy. It's, it's, I'd uh, sign up to that. All right. I have to tell you this. Okay. I come home yesterday, and I see my wife out in, on the lawn. Oh, this is the fight with the wife here. Yeah. She's out on the lawn, and she is cutting the lawn with scissors. And not not like regular big scissors. She's using her sewing scissors that are the, – the, the blades on them are, are an inch. And she's out there cutting the lawn. She's cutting – well, maybe cutting a weed out of it or something. No, no, no. She's, she's now mowing the lawn with scissors. And, and I, I immediately, as I pull in the driveway, I'm like, oh, she's really, really trying to push my buttons because she knows full well that over the wintertime the coverall collapsed and it ruined my lawnmower. And so I am – in the process of getting it fixed myself. So I have it in pieces in the garage and she's trying to send a message to me that the lawn is too long and that I should have got off my lazy butt and mowed it. She knows you're coming home at this hour. Yeah. And here it so is. instead of going up on the lawn and engaging her like she wants, I go upstairs and I get my toothbrush and I come downstairs and I just walk by her very matter of fact. And I just take the toothbrush and I flip it to her and I go, when you're done, why don't you sweep the driveway? <laughs> and that's how the fight started. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, she's okay. all about pushing buttons. So last week. And you push them back. I, I certainly try. Yeah. Last week, my buddy Ed, <laughs> he's got a boat. And he, will find, he owns his boat. He bought it outright. Doesn't owe a payment on it or anything. It's a nice fishing boat. And he is all about pretending like he likes to fish because he's got to be able to justify that he spent all this money on a boat literally just on a whim. Hmm. He doesn't even really fish. So, as you know, I DJ. And so Sunday nights I'm out late. And he wants me to get up at 4.30 in the morning and meet him at his house at 4.30. So i got to get up at 3. That's time to go fishing. To get ready. Sure. So I get up and I shower and I'm very, very quiet. I roll out of bed. Because I just rolled into bed, so I rolled back out an hour later. I go and shower, I eat breakfast, and I go to walk out, and it is pouring out. Now, that normally wouldn't bother me, but just in case, I shoot him a text, no response. I call him, and he says, yeah, we can't go fishing in this. And I'm like, oh, all right, fine. So I go back upstairs. I very quietly undress. Now, this is not how my wife does things. Her and the kid get up to go to school and go to work or whatever, and they're yelling at each other across the upstairs, and they're turning the shower on as loud as they can. They're banging on the washing machine. (laughs) I am tiptoeing. I know which boards creak. I'm moving around. I'm like a ninja. (laughs) So I ninja myself out of my clothes, and I slide into bed, and she kind of snuggles in 
behind me. And so now I'm thinking, all right, this is my opportunity. And I say, yeah, fishing got canceled. The, uh, you know, whatever, the, it's raining or whatever. And she says, no, I don't say fishing got canceled. I just say it's raining cats and dogs out there. And she leans over and goes, yeah, can you believe my idiot husband's fishing in this? Ah. And that's where that fight started. So, <laughs> wow. And wow. I think there's just uh, a lot of ball busting going on. There's an at, awful at lot. The Mr. Jonathan household. Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Jonathan going at it <laughs> almost daily. <laughs> good, good. Uh, and, and she's okay with your cigar smoking? It's been good with the OREC? It has been very good with the OREC. No complaints. It's doing good. The, the OREC, uh, which is across the street from our Nashua store, the OREC dealer that's over there, uh, put a little plug in for him. Yeah, John he, Sullivan over he, in Nashua, across the street from two guys. He's got uh, this ear purification system that takes the smell of the smoke completely out of the room or your car or anything. Wherever you put it. And uh, I know you do your, your disc jockey uh, radio show down there. Um, yep. And uh, used to smoke a cigar during it, and she wouldn't like the smell coming She up would only complain that certain cigars have heavier smoke than other cigars. So if I was careful about which cigar I picked, then... I'd be fine, but sometimes someone would give me a cigar or I would, there'd be a new cigar or whatever, and I'd pick it up and go downstairs. And if the smoke was darker, within 10 minutes, my phone's lighting up with complaints or she's banging on the floor with a broom handle. Lots of fights started over cigar smoking. Well, or a toothbrush if she was sweeping the driveway. That's right. She really didn't think that that was as funny as I thought it was. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I think Quick. eventually I'll recover from the stab wound yeah. in the leg, but... Uh, here in New Hampshire, uh, uh, the presidential election thing is already starting up. People are uh, vying for positions because you know here in New Hampshire is where it all starts. And the question is that um, Barack Obama, as bad as things are, people are saying has a good chance of being the president again. I don't understand that. The question I have is, are you better off now than you were two and a half years ago? And we have some numbers to say that, uh, no, we are not better off than we were two, years, two and a half years ago. The economy stinks. Gas prices are high. And the prices of a lot of things are, are really bad. And things have turned to the worst. Now, I'm not looking for you to be ho-hum and stuff. I'm looking for you to uh, be celebrate your life and buy some nice cigars and things like that. But the facts are the facts here. And... Uh, we are not better off than we were two and a half years ago, and we have some numbers to prove it. Hey, so. Chuck. Yeah. What was the average price of a gallon of gas in January of 2009 when uh, Obama took off? January took of office. 2009? Oh, I'm going to say, uh, uh, wasn't it like around a dollar ninety? Actually, very close. Yeah, 183 Okay. And, and now you're talking 4 bucks. Yeah. So that's double. That's a 100% increase. Hey, I didn't vote for him. <laughs> My wife did. That's another fight. That's another fight. There yeah. you go. Can we talk about that? Can I tell you guys who I like? Yeah, who do you like? Ron Paul. Uh, yeah. What do you mean? Oh, he's a libertarian, man. Yeah, Constitution. He would be a great president, but he's not gonna, he should just not run because he's going to steal votes from people who actually have a chance well, of winning. What he should do is run as a libertarian, not a Republican. That's what he should do. This Even is, still, he's stealing, a, he's stealing Republican votes. That's, yeah, regardless, this, if he runs, he's And he's, he's not a bad. Republican. He's more of a libertarian than a yeah, Republican. Yeah. This is where the problem's going to happen, that... Um, there's a lot of great candidates on the Republican side. I don't know about that. But I don't know about that. No. I, don't, I don't think they got a they don't who wants the job? There's great people out there, but there's not great people running for office. And I think that Romney would be a good a good fit. 
It's it's the Obamacare. It's the Romney Care bill. It's the if Romney there's one Care. if there's one thing that you can pick him apart on, it's that short. But the man knows how to run a business. He knows how to run in the black, not in the red, and. That's what, he, well, he that's took, what he, we need. He, he took a Democratic state. He was running a Democratic state, Massachusetts, obviously, and did a, a halfway decent job with it anyway, besides the health bill. Uh, but the Mormon issue and all the stuff yeah. that's, that's there. That's, Who cares? Who's the guy from Pennsylvania that just uh, threw his hat in the ring recently? I forget his name. Uh, it'll come to me. Okay, I can't think of that. No. Um, let's look at the prices of some things uh, literally two and a half years ago. Um, we went to the gasoline. Let's look at corn. Number two, yellow. So let's take the number two pencil, right? <laughs> number two, yellow corn. Uh, was $3.56. I don't know what, what this is, a pound or what it is. but Probably a bushel. A bushel. $3.56 is now $6.33. Wow. You're going back to what, 2009? Yeah. January 2009. Double. These, these are things you don't, you know, you don't, you're not thinking about. Um, sugar. Cane sugar raw by the pound. Was thirteen dollars and thirty-seven cents a pound. Okay, Sh- raw sugar. Yep. I don't go out and buy a lot of sugar, so I wouldn't know what it is. But right, right. Thirteen dollars and thirty-seven cents a pound. It is now thirty-five thirty-nine. One hundred and sixty-four percent increase. This is what hits the families. You know, uh, they're buying corn. They're buying sugar. Um. We know the unemployment rate uh, went from 7% to over 9% now. Yeah. I, I have a theory about the sugar, by the way. Yeah. That the reason that the, that percentage is up so much is there's been a big kick in the food industry to go back to sugar. So if you're in the sugar business, you now have a commodity that people want. So you can uh, raise I, the price a little bit more than what you would have. Isn't everybody drinking unsugared everything? No, uh, because there's been a, the, all the health reasons. So people are going back to having sugar in their soda and not drinking the diet stuff because they're realizing that all that artificial sweetener is, is worse than is the, killing you off. So th- there's been a big push in the, or probably the last three years to go back to sugar. That's why I think that sugar went up 167%. Versus the other stuff that just doubled. Well, what else is not helping us here, guys, is is the devaluation of the U.S. dollar. I mean, right. that thing is just sinking top, like the Titanic yeah, right now. Yeah, on top well, that's of our that. national debt. It was ten trillion dollars, almost eleven trillion dollars in uh, two thousand nine, and now it's uh, just over fourteen trillion dollars. So I didn't even know what a trillion was. You can't even make a trillion dollars in your lifetime. I there know. are no trillionaires. Yet, right. yet. Well, the, I mean, it, you take the value of the U.S. dollar, you might be able to create a trillionaire in the next 10 years, but it's not going to be right. that they have a trillion dollars worth of wealth. Right. It's going to be a trillion U.S. dollars, which is going to be like a, a thousand, thousand Mexican dollars. What is it, a thousand billion is a trillion? Yeah, it's the next, yeah. it's the next level. Thousand tr- billion. It, it's thousand billion it's astronomical. It's, it's astronomical and, and, and as ridiculous as it is. It's 100,000 million. So uh, the unemployment rate is terrible uh, from 7% to over 9%. The unemployment rate for blacks, now that we have a black president that took office, uh, Massachusetts a black governor, so they're looking out for their fellow man, right, or whatever they're, they're trying to do, goes from 12% to 15.8%. It's up dramatically, 25% up. Um, you, you got 14.5 million unemployed people. Uh, but on the federal level, 
That's a 24% increase. But on the federal level, as uh, federal employees, it only went up 2%. Are you kidding me? Okay, so what's that mean? That means it's BS. Yeah, yeah it's not good. They're trying and to make us uh, one of those uh, countries where everyone works for the Why government. would you? Yeah, I mean. Socialism. Yeah, we're making less money than we used to. Uh, more unemployment, uh, more poverty, um, uh, field banks, the U.S. dollar stinks, and uh, I say we have a cigar. Yes. If we're going to have one, we better have a Dos Ombre. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, it doesn't look good, and looking at this, it says that Mr. Obama doesn't stand a chance if they put anybody up against him. But go back to um, 20 years ago when we had George Bush Sr. in there, we had just done the Gulf War in like seven days. Um, he was the, you know, everybody was cheering him. He was the greatest, and he ends up losing to Bill Clinton like nothing. Well, it's real easy. I mean, so they, the that other side, you know, not to get too political, but Democrats promise an awful lot of stuff, and they don't tell you what it's going to cost. They just say, yeah, we'll give everyone health care. We're going to give everyone a hundred dollars of free groceries every month. You know, we're going to give, 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 but... Hope and change, promises that you don't keep. We're going to steal from the rich and give to the poor with, with a new Robin Hood. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. If they told it like it is, we're going to steal from the hard workers and give to the lazies, it doesn't have the same ring to it. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you get elected on that kind of premise. We're going to take all the people that really, they, they work their, their, their balls off all week long. We're going to take half of their money. We're going to give it to the people who sit on the couch and watch Maury Povich. And what happens is the per- people that work really hard get tired of losing half their money. So they say, I'm not going in anymore in- for half the money. And the guy sitting on the couch, he ain't going in either. So nobody's going to work. And therefore, uh, Japan and uh, China is going to take over. And uh, yeah. Hopefully they, I can learn how to DJ in Chinese and I'll be all set. Can you smoke cigars in Chinese? In Chinese? Yeah. <laughs> in China? Yeah. No, yeah. Can, you sell, can you sell cigars in Chinese? In Chinese. What does that mean, in Chinese? You just, you're gonna it's need not to a be place. Able... Chinese. China? <laughs> no, in Chinese, like the language. Can you sell cigars in the language of, I can't speak Chinese, Chinese. Speak? No, I can't speak Chinese. And you're screwed. You're going out of business. And plus, they, they're big cigarette smokers. They don't smoke Ugh. cigars. We Americans smoke cigars. What do you think of the uh, Nicaraguan? I like it, actually. It's, uh, you guys mentioned bubble gum. The, the, the gum flavor that I was pulling was kind of like a big red, that spice from a big red. I got no spice. All right. But different palates. Yep. So, okay. Let, we'll, Even though you're wrong. Let's, uh, before we go to break, we'll move on to the box press Maduro. There's a natural Maduro. We'll move on to Box Press Maduro. Then we'll get into some little cigars after that. When we come back, I got a little trivia question for you guys. For a bundle of Dos Ombre, one of you is going to win the, your choice of a bundle of Dos Ombres, whoever gets it right. And uh, we got some uh, uh, little uh, people facts over here and see uh, what you guys uh, come up with, okay? And uh, we got big releases coming out in the cigar business and uh, in the cigar world, and everybody's making a move because of the big trade show and everything. So we've got lots, lots to talk about. So stick around, everybody. We're going to come back in just a couple minutes. We're celebrating Dos Ombre's 20th anniversary today. Come on by, say hi, and pick yourself up a Dos Ombre. We'll be back in just a minute. Stick around. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Flor de Lorraine. She came from the streets of Paris, 
Flor de Lorraine is a magnificent jewel of a cigar with a contemporary French style and prestige. Flor de Lorraine marries rare aged tobaccos in old world craftsmanship. Flor de Lorraine. Deep layers of lush tobaccos fuse in a symbol of charismatic intensity for luxurious expression with no concession. Flor de Lorraine. Discover Flor de Lorraine's rich, bold taste with a little European flair. Flor de Lorraine. Discover the extraordinary craftsmanship behind every Flor de Lorraine. Flor de Lorraine. Discover Flor de Lorraine's elegance, charm, and value. Flor de Lorraine, now available in natural or Maduro. Discover Flor de Lorraine cigars at fine tobacconists everywhere. Flor de Lorraine. Flor de Lorraine. From the streets of Paris to you. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream it's time for you to make mountains move i say sir enjoying a good cigar shouldn't cost you a fortune and it doesn't have to when you light up a classic. Classic brand cigars are priced right, and there is a blend or size just right for you. Classic Connecticut is a mild and smooth smoke, while the Classic Maduro is deep, dark, and delicious. The Classic Cameroon has a hint of natural sweetness that will keep you coming back for more and more. But it's the Classic Cuban that is bold and full-flavored, just like the classic Cuban cigars from before the embargo. Every classic blend is available in four classic sizes. The Robust, Toro, Churchill, and Torpedo. But whichever one you choose, a classic cigar will guarantee you a smooth and easy draw. Classic cigars. The name says it all, sir. The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments, before you give up, ruin your good name and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell Banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli. 
or go to thatshortsaleguy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Paul Antonelli and the Short Sale Team. Go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super-premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. I know this is. Well, I hope you do. <laughs> Godfather of Soul, right there, yeah. Mr. James Brown. And we're back with the Cigar Authority and celebrating Doss Armory's 20th anniversary. This is a cigar, a boutique cigar made for Two Guys Smoke Shop 20 years ago. And uh, there's a whole array of them, and we're going through the whole line. Not smoking every size, but we're smoking every single kind that there is. And right now we're smoking the Box Press Maduro. This, this is one yeah? is my favorite. This is your favorite. I have boxes, well, bundles of these in my humidor at home. I do take the bands off. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Just so you can act like you're smoking well, some real expensive cigar. I don't, I don't mind that people think it's a Patron <laughs> when I hand it to them. Um, but it's such a good, for me anyways, and for the people that I would hand cigars to, uh, I know that it's a it's a guaranteed home run. It's not too strong. There's flavor there. It's a nice you, mild. You smoke the Maduro, or do you smoke the, the always, natural? Always the Maduro. Always the Maduro on this. Um, five ways to get me to take my cigar business elsewhere by Patrick S. from Stogie StogieGuys.com. If, if, if this doesn't cross over just about into every business, though. <laughs> well. This is perfect because um, one of the things that I brought up earlier, and I'm gonna—I'll go right to it, which is stop BSing me. Uh, I, I think it's a great little article that you wrote here, and that's why I bring it up. And I'm gonna go through the whole thing, but stop BSing me. Despite what you tell me, that your house brand cigars you're hawking certainly doesn't taste like a Cohiba Cuban, or just because it's box pressed in Maduro doesn't make it a dead ringer for a Padron Family Reserve Number no. Forty Five. Further, just because you don't carry a certain cigar doesn't mean it isn't made or discontinued. Know what you know and admit if you're not certain about something. There is something to be said for someone who is genuine. You, I, I much prefer having a salesman who is good at what he does. You know, he's, he's, he's not considering himself upselling, but he is showing me all the products that go, you will say in a cigar store, you know, do I have a humidor? Do I need the fluid to, to keep my humidification system running. Yeah, g- give me the Is things I need. my cutter sharp? You know, it, so I need a lighter. A, you need sure. a good experience. You need a, a great, you know, buying a, a lighter from a, from a cigar store. You flick it 20 times before you buy it. Yeah, geez, okay, I'm happy with it. I'm going to buy this. Okay. And give me a bundle of Doss Armories and you leave and you're going to go to the picnic you're going to have or whatever and get barbecue at your house and the people are there. And I got my new lighter. And three people light their cigars and the next thing you know, it's empty. And the next thing you know, you're reaching in a bag, getting a box of matches. The experience is ruined on your new lighter because the salesman did not sell you what you needed, which is a bottle of butane gas to refill it. Exactly. 
So it's not. Don't look at that as upselling, folks. It's not. That's what you need. If, right. if you, spe- you get a triple jet lighter, the yeah. thing goes out after three cigars, literally. Yeah. So you need you need to have the butane with you. Now I'm not going to beat up on this whole thing, but w- why I wanted to mention that thing anyway is um, there are private label boutique cigars, cigar store brands that are fantastic cigars, and I'm not just talking about my own, and I know other people, other stores that have them, and I, I frankly carry a few of them myself. 724. They, that's, that's right. That's an example. Right. From Twins uh, Smoke Shop, uh, 724, great cigar. I carry it. Sells well. There's nothing wrong with it, and uh, I have no problem putting a customer onto it and saying it's a great cigar because it is a cigar. But honesty is the best policy anyway. And, and this thing he wrote, and I'm not beating it up, is very, very good. Um, Stogie... StogieGuys.com are staunch supporters of cigar stores. It's through local tobacconists, and most cigar stores, cigar smokers take their first step into the brotherhood of the leaf. Brick-and-mortar shops, brick-and-mortar stores are the lifeblood of this industry. I believe that very, very strongly. I own a mail-order company myself. Listen, please, everybody, uh, you listen from all over the country. Support your local brick-and-mortar stores. That's such an odd thing to hear you say because you're such a good businessman, but you actually would rather someone buy cigars from the local store than order from your mail-order company. And um, I urge you, please, don't ever buy a cigar from us mail-order and take that cigar into somebody's cigar lounge and smoke it. That's a big Especially a Dos Ombre, where you, they, they see it's actually my cigar on there. But don't even try to trick them and take the band off it. You go into the cigar store, and you buy a cigar from the guy at the cigar store. He has electric bills to pay, gas bills, employees, the rent. You can't go to an online retailer and buy a single cigar to try it. You're not going to buy 1,100 singles to, to sample everything in the store. Yeah. Whereas you come into a brick and mortar, not only can you buy one, one single out of 1,100 open boxes, you can talk to... In your case, these guys behind the counter experts. are experts. Experts. You can talk to them and say, this is what I like. I like the Dos Ombre white label. What do you have in the $6 range that is similar to that? Yep. Or, you know what? I'm celebrating something. I want to spend $20 on a cigar, and I like the Dos Ombre green label. What do you got? There it is. But I'll tell you, not every cigar shop is great. And is there room for improvement? Most cigar stores, all cigar stores, including my own. Is there room for improvement? Of course there is. So these guys from Stogie Guys put this thing together. Um, it's five things uh, you should never experience at your local shop. One is upsell, upsell, upsell. Now, we just said that story of this is not upselling if you're giving them what I want. I realize tobacconists exist to make money, but automatically staring a customer who shows uh, – who's right off the street, towards an $18 Davidoff or $30 Opus X is just obnoxious and short-sighted. And I agree. You don't take a guy that comes in there and you show him the most expensive cigar in the store. You talk to him. And you see what type of person he is. Then again, you don't want to prejudge a person and look at them and say, this guy can't afford it. Let me show him this $5 piece of crap or something because there's no way he can afford this, this, this great Padron that I'm all over right now. So are you, are you going to not show him the best you have also? Uh, you know, so you really want to be, as a cigar store you, or any business owner, you want to be giving your customer the experience that they expect when they walk in. You walk in, in, in your store, it's brightly lit, the displays are all there, and 
it's an experience just walking in, and you want to make sure that you, as a salesman, are going to carry that experience all the way through to the end of the sale. Uh, what else do you have here? Keep it clean. I was <laughs> because I went into a store. I can't. I'm not going to mention what it is because I'm going to say something mean about their carpets. But there were stains in this carpet, Chuck, yeah. that were there since I was in grade school. Well, dirty uh, humidors um, with uh, uh, cracked wrappers in the cigars, uh, full ashtrays, overflowing garbage cans, dusty cigar boxes are far too commonplace in this business. Messy brick and mortars make me think employees don't care about their shops or products. This is uh, what um, they're saying on Stogie Guys, and I agree with them. And I haven't been to many, many cigar stores, but I am frankly um, uh, outraged. When I see some of them out there that um, they're, they're certainly not businessmen, they're uh, hobbyists, uh, for, the, for, for lack of a better word, um, that they're not taking care of their clubhouse either. So, uh, guys, uh, listen to the show that have a store. Take a look around. Is this uh, someplace you would want to walk into? Because if it isn't, I don't think there's a lot of customers that want to walk in there either. You know, it's, it's one thing if it's your hangout in your basement you want to keep it a little messy. That's fine, but this is a retail environment. And these are products they put in their mouth, you know. So I mean, it doesn't have to. I'm, you know, it's a guy place and stuff. I don't think you have to have, uh, you know, uh, hospital sanitized type of thing and stuff. We're not going crazy here, but you know, if if you're seeing dust bunnies hanging off the cigar boxes on your walls and stuff like that, you you got you got a problem. Maybe well, you dust the top shelf once a year or something, but you dust. Yeah. Wouldn't you guys agree that's kind of like a rule of thumb for any brick and mortar? Anything. I mean, come on. You know, keep it clean. Yep. Lazy or hostile service. While regular visitors to a cigar shop almost always get a warm welcome and full service, a better test for a good cigar shop is how its employees treat new customers who walk in for the first time. I find that to be the oddest thing because there's nothing like fresh meat. Let me tell you as a retailer, love my regulars, but my regulars already have a humidor, Lighter, many cutters, many lighters, many ashtrays. I've sold them everything I can sell. They already have too many cigars in their own humidors and stuff because they constantly buy, they're collecting, whatever. When you got fresh meat, oh, my God. Mm. As, as a business person myself, oh, my God, this, it, it should be dollar this, signs. This new guy is going to help me meet my quota for the month. <laughs> he needs everything. Yeah. And treat him nice because he will become the next regular. And, boy, it's as simple as that. Or he could become your next co-host. That's right. You never know. Bad-mouthing cigars. Or Pe- host. People who have strong feelings about cigars. Despite this, why do some shopkeepers feel the need to bad-mouth products they don't carry? Suggesting an alternative are welcome, but taking down a cigar you don't carry is unnecessary and rude. And it's true. If somebody, you're telling somebody they have bad taste. If a guy comes in and says, geez, I smoke brand XYZ cigar, you don't carry it. Um, you don't say, I don't carry it because I think it's a piece of crap. Um, because it's what the guy loves. You know, this is his regular thing. You say. Hi, sir. You love crap. Right. We, you know, I have, we don't carry that brand for, if you want to get into it, for, for, different reasons or whatever it is, or we, we, we choose not to carry the cigar. But let me show you something I think will be like it. 
Because most likely, the shop owner has tried that cigar and decided he doesn't want to carry it for one reason or the other. Maybe it's the shop owner that knows and the employee doesn't know, and the shop owner has not taught his employee everything he needs to know. But there is certainly something wrong in this industry that is not... Everybody isn't well-educated. And, and They feel like they need to take sides, this cigar company over that cigar company. If it's something that you like, it's not a wrong choice. Uh, while supporting good cigar shops, particularly those that support the rights of cigar smokers, uh, it is our duty as cigar enthusiasts. We have no obligation to support cigar shops with poor services, how he ends this thing. And he's right. You do not... You choose to spend your money where you want to spend your money. If you want to spend it online and they are better customer service to you, they're better prices to you, and it's a better experience to you, so be it. As a brick-and-mortar operator myself, I do not think that um, they can do what a brick-and-mortar store does. You cannot go online and sit in a lounge. You cannot go online and be educated and walked around the store and shown the new products and told what's coming out new and what your favorite cigar is or what people, you know, people that smoke the cigar you're talking about also like this cigar. I mean, there's so much we can do as a brick-and-mortar store that the mail-order guys can't do. You know, they can lower their price because they don't have the high rents and uh, on the main, main drags and things like that and have to pay health insurance and everything that goes along with it. They don't have to do that stuff, and we do. Therefore, they could sell the cigar for cheaper money than we could do. It's not all about being the cheapest price. If, if you show them a value to it, you're a few pennies more expensive, but there's a value to it. Or in some cases, there's brands out there that we're all the same price. It's a mandatory, this is the price of the brand and stuff, and we can all be... Uh, competitive when it comes to that. The key is run a good operation, folks. Uh, you know, you most likely the store owner, it, 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 there's not a lot, lot of absentee cigar shops. The store owner's right there. He's got to live in his own filth, too. Don't you want to clean it up and be, be nice? I mean, what's your house look like? So, anyway, I what's thought... What's your life look like? Right, right. So, anyway, that's um, the guys from um, stogieguys.com. They have a nice website out there, and they have nice articles. They put something fresh and new out there every single day. I check it all the time, and I thought that was an interesting thing. Um, and, and believe me, I look through it, and I say, what can I do to, to make it better? And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not uh, just speaking to the choir. I'm looking to improve my, myself always. You know, if you're not going forward, you're going backwards. So let's improve things. And, you don't grow, uh, you go. That's right. It's hard to stay standing still. Exactly the same. See Chuck taking notes over there. You're That's either, good. That's good. Yeah, you're either going backwards or you're going forwards. It's very, very hard to stay exactly at the same. So. You have to work harder to stand still than yeah. you do to go forward. So that's it. All right, I get, you guys want to do a trivia thing? I got 20 questions for you. You got the bell? Yeah. I got the bell. All right, so okay, this lifetime is, record right now. I believe Chuck is ahead by two contests. This is um, this is uh, facts like six uh, to eight right now. So I'm looking to I'm looking to improve my stats right now. I have twenty um, facts here of lifetime numbers, and both of you are going to answer the same questions, and it's going to be um, closest without going over. This price is right. Okay, without going over though. All right, Bob Barker. And we'll take turns of who goes first because somebody could is wrong, Bob Barker. That's right. <laughs> Little movie quote there. Happy Gilmore. That's right. <laughs> One nothing. Yes. <laughs> <What the>? <laughs> <laughs> 
I oh. came up with a quote. I should get a point. <laughs> okay. All right, so I'm going to put right, uh, one to one. Jonathan and Chuck. Who's Jonathan? I don't... Mr. There... Jonathan. Mr. Oh, I thought maybe there was someone sitting next to me that I didn't see. It's Mr. Jonathan. Okay, so we'll do the first one. We'll start with Chuck. Sure. Life expectancy. Mm. What is the life expectancy of a person? 76. 76. What do you say? Is this a cigar? Without going over. Cigar smoker? This is just a person including everybody. Person including everybody. I'm going to say 76 and a half. You would be correct because the answer is 78 and a half. And getting better and better and better as long as we keep lighting up. Uh, By the way, that would be. I didn't see you mark me down for a point. I did. Okay. Two billion four hundred and seventy five million five hundred and seventy six thousand seconds. That's how long we uh, we live. That's. Completely random and unimportant, but thank you. No, it's important because we were talking trillions earlier. Two billion seconds. We are in debt. Trillions. We don't even live that many seconds. And that's how much debt we are. If we made a dollar a second, it wouldn't be nearly enough. That's a great point. You could make $10 a second and it's not enough. Right. Really. Okay. We're smoking the box press Maduro right now. Mr. Jonathan already spilled the beans and said it's his favorite already. Okay, we're going to start with Jonathan. Words spoken in a lifetime. How many words are spoken in a lifetime? Average person. You talk more than others, but the average person. The average person, I'm going to say 61 billion. 61 billion. 61 million. Chuck would be right. It's a hundred and twenty-three million. Crap. So he was way right, and you were way wrong. Okay. Uh, friendships. Ooh. This would be Chuck. Okay. How El many Chucko. friendships in a lifetime? Hundred and twenty. Hundred and twenty. Do I get to count Facebook? Count anything you want. Those are my friends. I know every single person. Okay. Even the fake people. I'm going to say... Uh, Without going over. I'm going to say 150 because I don't want to go over. And what did you say? 120. Mr. Jonathan is correct. <laughs> 1,700. I find that to be ridiculously high. That sounds very high. Because, you know, some people say you can name your friends... Well, you can name good friends on one hand. This is just friendships. 1,700. That's amazing. That's high. Um, Jonathan, baths. How many baths do you take in a lifetime? Not showers, me? but baths. Uh, the average person, I would say, takes... Don't dwell on this too long. 120 because... baths in a lifetime. Okay. I'm going to say uh, 500. Chuck would be correct. It would be 1,700 nice. in a lifetime. It's going to say 1,000, right? but I didn't want Chuck, to Chuck, dreams. How many dreams in a lifetime? Oh, God. Uh, how many dreams in a lifetime, David? I'm going to say uh, 10,000. 10,000. I'm going to go with 15,000. 15,000 would be good because it's really 104,000. Wow. Uh, beef and veal consumed, Mr. Jonathan. How much beef and f- for a vegetarian? This is all people, though. Beef and veal consumed. Beef and veal, are we talking in pounds or sittings? Let's talk about in amount of cows. The amount of cows that a person, that a person consumes in a lifetime. Yeah, the amount of cows. Five cows. Five cows, he says. Oh, you're talking Oh, man, ten. 
Nobody gets a point. It's 4.5. Crap. Wow. I'm closer, though. I should get half nope. a point. Went Without over. going over. Went over. Chickens consumed. You shut up over there. Chickens consumed, Chuck. How many chickens are consumed in a lifetime from per person? Uh, we'll say 50, Dave. 50. 50. Ch- I got a chicken story for you. 50 uh, in a lifetime. Chickens. Sure. I'm going to say 61. 50 and 61. I, I ate 50 chickens this week. <laughs> <laughs> 1,201. Oh, wow. So I get the point. I'm just trying to get the point. I'm not trying to get the actual number. What's the right. score? What's the I'm score? I'm trying to beat Mine's Chuck. by two, Four right? Four to two, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, potatoes consumed. Uh, Mr. Jonathan, potatoes. Potatoes. I'm going to go with uh, probably close to 1,000 potatoes. 2,000. The answer would be 5,130. Chuck gets it. it. Coming back. Coming Chuck. back. Uh, chocolate. Chocolate bars. How many chocolate bars, Chuck. Oh, chocolate bars. We'll say 1,111. 1,112. See how he's playing? He I'm playing, playing dirt- to win. You're playing dirty, though. I'm not, but you got it. <laughs> it's 10,354 wow. chocolate bars. We're All talking right. in a lifetime. I'm going for the real number on this one. All right. Bake your first, anyway. So baked beans. Baked. Cans of baked beans. Cans of baked, baked beans. beans. Easily, twenty one hundred cans of baked beans. Oh, five hundred. Eight hundred and forty. Why does he get the bell when he gets it right, and I get nothing when I get it right? You go because uh. I don't because I don't have the the. <laughs> I don't have that. Um, we have five to four, and uh, we don't have, we don't have time to get to twenty. I don't think so. We'll just stop as soon as Chuck takes the lead. Nice. Um, farts. Can I say that on the yeah, air? Yeah, you can say farts. Okay. How, how many, many how many liters of wind does one pass? Is it Chuck's turn to go first? Yeah. Does right. one pass? How many liters of wind does one I'm pass? I'm way in a above average on oh this one. Oh my god. Um 500. 500 liters. 500 liters? Yep. Rookie stuff. I'm going to say 600 liters. It is uh <laughs> 35,815 wow. liters. So all you folks out there to make believe like you don't I used to use Pringles cans for my sister. She used to love Pringles, and I used to fart in the can and seal it, and it would keep for easily an hour. And then she'd open the can up and be all excited, there's Pringles. (laughs) I'd be farting in her face. She had pink eye more than anyone I've ever met. How many bars of soap do you go through in in a lifetime? Just yourself. Easily 1,000. 500. 656. bastard. Nice. Okay, it's six to five, Jonathan. Can you see the answers from there? Two minutes. Nope. Toothpaste. What you got? Toothpaste. It's your turn to go Tubes first. Tubes of toothpaste. It's your turn. No, I went first in the last Come one. Come on, we're running out of time. 200. 400. 276. Son of a... Yeah, did I just tie We have up? a tie game. All right, this is the last one. Yes. It's going to be the last one. You go first, right? Yep. I just went first. Fine. The, end, the question is, this is the last one, deodorant. How many... Cans of deodorant, cans, bars, or whatever it is. 500. 500. 272, and Chuck has won, and this contest is over. I would like to register a formal protest. Of course you do. With our protest department that the two of them are in cahoots so that I lose. Look at how happy they are. We got two minutes. 
Let's light up a more pencil. Like a minute. More like a minute. More like a minute. You know what? You don't need much longer than this. This is a pencil, <laughs> and this is shaped like a pencil. It's like a pencil, and this will mean we smoke one, two, three, four, five, six cigars. Wow. All right, my favorite was was absolutely the first one we had, which was the red label. Uh, which one was this day here? It's Honduran, red Honduran. label, yeah. natural, yep. which by, by uh, you're, you are correct <laughs> because it is the number one selling Dos Ombre cigar nice. by far yeah. Yeah. Is, the, is the regular shade Honduran. And your favorite is the Box Press Maduro, which, Love is, the bra- box press. which is brand new. And it's doing very, very well. It's right out, right out of the box, and it's doing very well. So, uh, anyway, it is the 20th anniversary of Dos Ombre. Uh, get them while you can. They're still under $3 a cigar in the $2 range. We're running out of time, but we had a good time doing it anyway, right? Smoke one kind of cigar. Next week, we got all the news in the cigar business coming up. The big trade show's coming. There's lots happening, so we got it all for you. So, uh, we'll catch you next week, 12 noon on Saturday, here on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Have you been arguing with your wife about the smell of your cigar smoking? My name is John Sullivan. I can make all that go away with a revolutionary new product called the Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is Mr. Jonathan. I used to get crap from the wife all the time about the smell of my cigar smoking coming up from my studio. But that has all stopped since I got my Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. Not only does the Auric Air purifier totally eliminate the smell of your cigars but also dust and dander bacteria and mold including spores and pollen i'd like to invite you to come see it for yourself and let me personally show you how simple i can fix your problem the auric clean home center is located at 8 spitbrook road at the corner of the dw highway in nashua new hampshire right across the street from two guys smoke show visit my friend john sullivan in nashua new hampshire or call us at 603-595-2122 that's 603-595-2122 auric simply amazing since 63 Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere and single cigars, too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. 
Hey, Sammy B here, Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, foundation to finish, and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself, so you know it's American-made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting the job, and I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references, 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B's, 603-553-2345. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. <laughs> 